1: Day, Chels Pinky. Brat. Glen niece. Woo-hoo. We're <laughs> back. Another episode. Uh-huh. On
2: red or reply. It's
0: going well. It's going terrible? I... No, it's going well. Oh. But I will like to leave something on red. And what I'm going to leave on red is Miss Beyonce Giselle Knowles.
1: The oh, I was right there
0: with you. You have been killing it in L.A. I wish I went to the damn L.A. show, y'all. I went to see her in London, and that show was nothing compared to what she did last night for her birthday. She had Kay Trinata open up the show. Diana Ross came out. Kendrick Lamar came out. Even Blue came out. I didn't even see Blue Dance when I saw the show in London. So, I mean, I still had an amazing time in London. But truly, it is not fair that some of these cities are getting all the extra sprinkles and I just got the scoop of ice cream. I want the sprinkles mm. and the syrup and the waffle cone too. So Beyonce, I want the Dubai we got the riff. Dubai riff. I want the Dubai riff. I, I did not get it. So I'm leaving her on red, but Ooh. also not because I don't want she bees to start stinging me. Um, And I am replying to just a great... um. Weekend. uh It was a long weekend. I went. I saw Drake in Vegas. um Drake. My friends from New York are here, so it's just been like a cool weekend. I'm Glenn. I'm replying. To right. My I'm weekend.
1: like, oh, you're replying to your I weekend. I was gonna tease you for it, but then I was like, <laughs> he went to Vegas
0: and saw Drake, so you deserve right. it. Glenn's <laughs> like, I'm replying to my weekend. I went to Double House.
1: Right. What? No, I was with. I was with no. the Gaze. Oh. I was at a block uh. party. We <laughs> <laughs> me, me and the gays stay it out till eight AM. Can you believe it? <laughs> um, okay. I'm gonna do quick fire. Um mm-hmm. I'm leaving on red, just traveling black in like white ass spaces. This woman really asked me if my twists were all mine and one, why do you care? Two, like, no. Three, this is weird. I feel like you're gonna try to skin me alive or something. <laughs> um, I am replying to Kylie Jenner dating Timothy Chamalek. Mm, date a replying. white man.
0: Go, yeah. go da-
1: date a white man. It's about damn time because they're going to slowly make their transition back to being white women.
0: Please. I beg. Mm, I please. beg. Yes. Bye. We've had enough. <laughs> well, they waited till after they made cute little biracial kids of mm. course
1: but like we, i just can't keep with this you know like, just just be a white woman and just do your white woman things we don't need the culture of just just stay in your lane i would love that um agreed i am replying to labor day on the parkway so much fun literally as soon as we got there i was like babe we gotta jump the fence the grenadian truck is coming and they was going crazy everyone was covered in oil it was so much fun um loved that did you see my mom i did not see your mom i'm sorry she looks um so cute. i'm leaving on red the stand that ran out of corn soup early because i was so <laughs> excited about that and that didn't happen um and anything else i want to reply to i'm leaving the left side of my hair on red because the right side is thriving i did a little aztec clay mask the curls were popping she was healthy and the right side said fuck you we still heat damage fuck your life so i'm
2: done love it Glenny. i am gonna leave on red old men who think they're still young it's very odd to me that like a literal (laughs) elderly man will approach you and try to bag and they're like 87 years old isn't that like i find it so interesting that you're an elder it's like they see you when they walk up and they forget that they're an elder i think they like they're like (laughs) yes their mind takes over and they think they're mad young they're coming up they're smiling i'm like sir you're 72 and Ew, like grandpa, like, yeah, it's not even like suave, it's like old. Um, and that's not ageism, just it's actually they just being creepy. And I'm going to, I mean, this is not really a, a reply, but I just spent the weekend because I did actually stay out with the gays until eight o'clock in the morning, and the only thing that brought me solace was going into a tick tock hole for the entire Saturday. And I know way too much about like certain trending TikTokers. This girl, Victoria Paris, I've watched every single one of her TikToks. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's a white lady. Don't know why she got me. She went on like a (laughs) two-month tour of Europe or whatever. And like everybody was obsessed with her TikToks, her Euro tour, summer tour. It was fascinating. I watched every single one. It was Uh so entertaining. It really was, truly. Um, Did you find any black TikTokers? Yeah, I know. So you? now I'm like trying to find some black ones. There's this girl who's like mixed. Trying
0: to oh, find? We have one on our show. What?
2: No, what? Who? A mixed like girl. Right now. A mixed no, girl. No,
0: not a mixed girl. We, we have a black girl on TikTok that everyone needs to tune into, Candace. And you'll
2: hear her oh, in the Duh, next- obviously. <laughs> this is perfect, actually. Yes. I mean, that's not what I'm trying to find. There are black girls that I watch on TikTok, but doing this particular content, I think it's super interesting because it's just like a bunch of like random vlog content. And I know the girls are there. Like I watch my black girls on YouTube, but I haven't found like the TikTokers. Yeah, the TikTokers though. There's this girl named Sala or Sayla Brooks. She's a van lifer. Like why did I watch all of her fucking Mm. shit? Crazy. It was fascinating. She's like jumping off of cliffs and deep sea diving doing crazy shit fascinating life um but yeah many cool. more tiktokers
1: oh my gosh can i leave one more thing on red and then i'm done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm leaving on red these same fucking conversations like black men don't pay the bills and black men are the only men that don't take care of their women and the black man ain't doing shit he's a deadbeat and the black man don't have shit And the Habibis, yala, and pay for everything. And the Latinos, hola, and pay for everything. Mm. Like, that's not fucking true. That's not fucking true. Okay? Mm. I'm so tired of this. And, like, yes, sure, There are different cultural expectations there's also this thing called chattel slavery look it up um there's also this thing called institutionalized racism look it up uh i don't know jim crow chain gang ripping black people out of their homes crack epidemic i'm not saying settle for nothing and he should take you out and you know give you a cronut and tell you to kick rocks but at the same time i don't understand why we keep having this fucking conversation and people are like black men don't provide for their homes there are black men that provide for their homes there are black men that don't stop talking about this
0: please i feel like you sound like me and maybe it's because now you have a black man in your life (laughs) Yes, that who can you be part of it. And, and I was nonsense.
1: thinking, no, I was thinking about that. You had been saying that, but I, I think I'm just at this point where I'm so tired of this it's conversation about spitting the bill and who pays the bill and blah, 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 It's like, oh my God, do you bitches have a man to pay the bills?
0: It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it also demonstrates that the lack of proximity, because the idea that you're putting white men up on this like grandiose pedestal, it's like, clearly you've probably never dated one. It's like they're not all, like, of course you could find one that does this and you can find one that does that. But to say, like, they're just all white kings, that's it's not accurate.
1: It's, and it's not, yes, but it's not even the white king conversation for me. It's, like, this expectation of, and these conversations around, like, men have to make the money and provide and the women just sit home and do nothing. Like whatever works for your re- relationships works for your relationship. And that's right. fucking amazing. Like if you go Dutch on everything with your man, cool. If your man pays for everything, great. Are you yeah. happy? Are you healthy? You have 10 fingers and 10 toes. Go forth. Are you guys being honest <laughs> with each other? Yeah. Like I can't, I'm just, it's driving me crazy. It's driving me. And I People keep are still it, talking like about this, that. They're still maybe social you're media talking type of about content.
2: This. Cause there I don't even really see this anymore.
1: I saw there was a whole yeah. performer who went on stage and was like, "If your man not paying your bills, you're single," and everyone was reposting it like, "Yeah!" And I was like,
0: <laughs> "This is right? right, especially in this economy with in- with inflation." Come on now, that's you see lot the to price at- on one person. These
1: bills, these damn yeah. bills. Come on now, my good sis, that's a black girl doing shit.
2: All right, group chat, this week's black girl doing shit is Candace Banks. Candace is a multi-talented creative. Best known for her web series, Thanks Candace Banks, which colorfully portrays her journey in the fashion industry. With the hashtag, Thanks Candace Banks garnering nearly 12 million views on TikTok, Candace has tapped into an underserved audience who eagerly awaits each episode. Candace's long-term goal is to develop this story into an iconic television series that will impact the culture for years to come. Candace, welcome to Black Girls Texting. This is long overdue. Welcome.
0: It is we're so happy to have you But you I'm here. so happy to finally be here.
2: Yes. So we're going to hop in a group chat. And now a word from our sponsors.
1: Ladies, gentlemen, welcome to the colorful world of Skittles. Skittles brings you a jolt of five fruity flavors in every bite, giving you the chance to taste the rainbow like never before break free from the ordinary day-to-day with the help of skittles chewy candy skittles is a must in my candy jar movie snack even my secret so an afternoon pick me up and i don't even care who knows it add a splash of joy to your day with skittles there's nothing better than fruity fun that tickles your taste buds taste the rainbow hey group chat i bet you didn't know this but one in eight people have worked at mcdonald's That's right. They went to McDonald's for a job and found so much more that was too good to pass up. Like McDonald's online high school program, where over 82,000 people received access to education. And McDonald's Archway to Opportunity, where many have developed businesses and entrepreneurial skills. Think about it. With McDonald's, there's a lot of power in one in eight. One in eight have worked at McDonald's and where you start
2: stays with you.
1: All right, y'all, it's time for the group chat.
2: Okay, so for those who don't know, because all of us are big fans of, of the TikTok show of Thanks Candace Banks. But for our listeners who are not familiar, tell us about the premise.
3: Okay, so my show is about my life as a fashion intern in New York City and all the drama and trials and tribulations that come along with working under a top fashion stylist a black woman who is widely known in the industry and very celebrated but behind closed doors she's very cold and standoffish and refuses to be like a warm welcoming mentor so my show it's all based on a true story and it's just about my experience with that
2: yeah have people like in the show We can talk yes.
3: offline. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mm. Everybody's trying
3: to guess who it is. Whenever people meet me in person, that's the first question they ask me, but I'm not giving it up.
0: Has <laughs> your old mentor, has have they reached out to you? Like, um, stop talking about me?
3: <laughs> one of them, because I talked about a few of them. One of them did, and she said that she was going to get her lawyer to send me an email, which she did. And, um, but I didn't take the episode down because I changed her name and I changed a few of the details. And I just think she was upset that my series is getting so much attention and like so many people are loving it. And I really put her on blast. And if you know, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that her friends, a lot of people sent it to her and she was upset with some of the things that I said. But no, I didn't take it down. But the main mentor, no, she has not reached out to me. She's actually very busy nowadays doing huge things. But um, her friends have followed me on TikTok. Mm
1: -hmm. I think I know who it is. Anyways, um, (laughs) has it always been your dream to work in fashion?
3: Yes, I really the way I was raised, it was like I had no choice. Like, my grandmother was the first lady of the church and her and my grandfather were so well known in like the church world. They were like Barack and Michelle, like underground. Like, you know how it is growing up in black church and you really get dressed every Sunday. We were in South Carolina. So down South, they really. she had the hat with the dresses, with the pins, with the gloves. That was my grandmother, a very classy lady. And so she had five children, one of which was my mother. And my mother sewed all of me and my sister's dresses. She made all of our clothes growing up. So I just remember, like, being in the fabric store with my mom while she chose the fabrics and the buttons and the zippers and the patterns. And then my mother taught me how to sew in middle school. And I was, like, making my own jeans, like, ripping them up, sewing them into something new and, like taking old pajamas and cutting them up and making outfits. I was always like creative and I always had visions of my future life that weren't like daydreams. They felt like I was remembering like a past life. Mm. And it was like more of like a guide for me. And that's what led me to move to New York and like chase the dream of being a fashion stylist. But yeah, I was always raised to be like very feminine, very classy. I was always prissy, always kept my nails done, like painted. um, Always wore jewelry. It's just me.
0: Obsessed. I feel (laughs) like every time I see you from head to toe, the look is it's coordinated. The colors make sense. There's no Um. accessory that doesn't work like it's just like all like do you lay out your outfits or is it just like you just put it on and it just works
3: I do sometimes actually I just found like a box of all my childhood things and I went back and read my notebooks and I have notebooks filled with like writing out all my outfits every single day I wish I had it next to me so I could show you but like (laughs) I have like notebooks full of outfits and it was so funny to go back and read what I used to wear and then I was like write a brief summary of what happened to me that day in that outfit and like my first kiss. I have the date of my first kiss. Like oh. that I've always been very type A, like always had a journal, always planned my outfits, always been a visual person. I'm a Libra. Um okay and I was just like, ask Yeah Libra October baby. Just <laughs> always so creative. And so
1: you go from this like amazing fashion family in the church how was the transition into fashion like did you go straight to one of the major cities what was that kind of process like
3: well I grew up in Virginia and then when I was old enough I moved to D.C. and worked in I don't know if you're familiar with Virginia but I worked in um, Georgetown D.C. which is like it's like an outdoor shopping area, and I worked at BCBG, and I thought it was so high fashion. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, and I worked there for like two years, and then I was like, okay, now it's time to move to New York. And this was um, 2017, so I transferred to the store there. Then long story short, it it was I went on this tangent where I worked for like made to measure menswear suiting for a while and I was oh, wow. actually so good at it. It was so random. Like I was like picking the fabrics for that. And you know, picking fabrics is what I was used to like growing up with my mom and the Joannes and um what's the other fabric store? Of? Like, you know, I was just used to that. Mm-hmm. And so I was actually one of the top sellers and my commission checks were huge and But then I was like, every day I clocked into work, just miserable, just felt it in my bones. Like, this is not what I'm meant to do. I really wanna be a stylist. So then what I did was I put this um, like portfolio together of like pictures and inspo and made this PDF and then just like cold emailed a bunch of people. And then um, the Miranda character in my web series, I stalked her and I found her assistant on Instagram. And I DM'd her and I was like, hey, it was like January. And I was like, hey, I was wondering if y'all are looking for spring interns. Here's my portfolio. Um, I would love to do an interview with you. And they were like, actually, we are hiring. So then they called me in for an interview. I was so nervous because this was like the biggest, this was like the number one job that I wanted. Like Miranda, she was like an icon to me, like who I wanted to be. So... I ended up knocking it out of the park. They hired me, and then the rest is history.
0: Is okay. though if you guys have not checked out this series online, it's it literally feels like a show that a should show be on HBO. Or like like it's it, it, there's highs, there's lows, there's twists and turns. Did that stuff really happen? I know you said base, but like, did you really get hit by a car? Like, did all that stuff really happen?
3: Every single scene really happened. Yeah, all of it really happened. The car accident, everything. And like the car accident happened right at the peak of, like right when I felt like I was really about to bust onto the scene. Because I feel like I never really made it into, I never quite made it all the way into the in crowd of the fashion Hmm. scene in New York. And then, um, but yeah, all of of it's true. Word for word out of my journal.
0: Oh, my gosh. I also wonder about that piece, too. Like, the in, you said the in-crowd of the right, fashion I the scene. Same I feel thing. like it's so... And because I've worked in fashion as well, Sade, too. But it is such, like, a when we talk about it all the time, it's like this, like, little community with all these gatekeepers and, like, yeah. things like that. Do you think the series has helped or hurt your experience mm. in this little bubble fashion?
3: That's a great question. And I think that at first... Um, people were kind of, I feel like people were looking down on me for exposing some of the secrets. Even though I didn't expose who I was talking about, I do feel like they thought it was just like silly little skits that I shouldn't really be talking about on the internet. And I was so scared to put out my first episode because I was like, this is all based on true stories, true people, I'm changing their names, but I was like, oh my God, what if somebody figures out who I'm talking about? What if she reaches out to me? Um but the reception of my web series actually like completely took me by surprise like people really loved it nobody was like you should not be talking about this nobody really told me that I was doing too much in fact it was the opposite they were like thank god you're talking about this thank god you're a lot of, I have had so many DMs that were like, I've had these exact same experiences and I'm so happy you're shining a light on it. I really felt so alone. Um, and you really are like telling my life. I've had so many DMs like that. So I'm thankful that even though I was scared, I did it anyway.
0: Yeah. Sorry, Shadi. I I feel like you'd really just the show, it exposes something that obviously we all saw the devil wears Prada, but people are yearning to be in this industry and don't understand that a lot of people in the industry are depressed and sad. I feel like we read about that in, um, uh, it was, um, the book, Danielle Prescott, is that her name in her book? She talks about it. I feel like Chrissy Rutherford has talked about how like stressful that role that everyone wanted was. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you're illuminating it yeah there was
3: that article that um the cut put out with Lindsay people's wagner where she talked about it too (laughs) you remember that that was like 2019 i feel like
2: Mm -hmm.
3: yeah i'm surprised that a lot of people didn't know how like cutthroat it was a lot of people were shocked that internships are unpaid in the fashion industry and i was just like you guys don't know that Interns aren't getting paid. They're like, so many people in my comments are like, this should be illegal. They're working you more than eight hours with no pay. And I was like, I've worked 15 hour days. Right. Like waking up at 5 a.m., going to bed at 2, 3 a.m., and doing it all over again the next day just for the experience. Wow. And do you think
1: that some of that is a part of the game? I mean, not the like predatory, low key, Slave labor, but like the having to climb the ladder and like hustle. I went to this event, um, shout outs to Lindsay and Sandrina, the Black and Fashion Council. And there was this clear divide between like the older folks who grew up in the industry and like younger people where they were like, well, you know, you got to pay your dues. You have to put in some of the work. And like Gen Z is so soft. But I feel like there's a like a healthy balance. What is your take on that?
3: do think there's a healthy balance i do think that the older generation feels like they have to put us through like all these difficult experiences just to see if we really want it and i Mm. think that our generation is not like that like i worked for a younger stylist he um i'll say his name because he we had a great experience together scott louis um to this day we're still on great terms and he was actually one of the nicest sweetest people i've ever worked for who really treated me like a human being And with him, I styled Kiki Palmer, who was also, like, the greatest celebrity I've ever met. She's so sweet. And I think that we understand, like, it doesn't have to be all that. Like, you can treat me like a human being. It doesn't have to be miserable with you on set. I can actually eat around you. You can ask me about a little bit about myself. Like, I can go to the bathroom if I need to. I've heard horror stories from assistants who, like, kept holding it like they never went to the bathroom and ended up in the doctor like with the worst complications I'm not even gonna say the details but like even me I had terrible effects on my health because of the stress levels and like not sleeping not eating that really takes a toll on your body so Mm
0: -hmm.
3: I think that we understand that it really doesn't have to be all that
0: yeah I wonder is there like a culture of Obviously, I don't know the st- styling world. I was more on like the uh, like business side of it. But um, is there a feeling of there can only be one because one like black woman? Because I always it always bothers me when I hear stories like that where like someone had a black woman boss and they weren't great. Lucky for me, my black woman boss in fashion was incredible. Shout out to Misha. But yeah. Did it feel like that? Like that was a piece of it? You guys shared an identity? I never really got...
3: Well, maybe I did. Maybe I did. It was just... She didn't even look at me as like a real person. So I feel like she wasn't threatened by my potential. And she wasn't like, oh, maybe Candace is going to end up taking my place. And I'm the only one who can exist in this world. I don't think she felt like that. I think that as an intern, you're just at the bottom of the totem pole. And like, until you have um, some accolades under your belt, like people really don't treat you with respect. And unfortunately, it's like, how am I ever going to get the accolades if you don't give me opportunities if you don't encourage me if you don't mentor me I really was so naive going into the situation thinking that I was going to be like embraced and like it was going to be big sis little sis and like mm-hmm. I was going to learn everything from this woman I remember on set one time like seeing an opportunity to pull her to the side and ask her a question I actually have an episode about this and it was like the worst thing I could have done like just to even acknowledge her one-on-one directly. We usually spoke through her assistant. Um, she had two different assistants and there were like three of us interns. And we could only communicate to her through her assistants, even if she was right there in our face. So it just felt so ridiculous at times. It really felt like the devil wears proud of. I wonder like, if, you she saw
0: you, if she sees the series and has changed her behavior.
3: No, she has not. <laughs> She has not changed her behavior, (laughs) I've heard. But I do wonder if she's seen my series. I do wonder that.
1: Probably. I feel like it's impossible, yeah, to not have. It It was like such a a moment. And I feel like so many people were sharing it across all industries, but definitely like in the fashion space. It's like like the first time we saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And like in such a well-done way. But I'm wondering, like, what does the industry look like now? Like, you're on the styling side, but it feels like there's this shift happening in fashion. One, I think there's, like, a shift in terms of, like, the tolerance with some of that behavior. But I also feel like there are a lot of highs and lows in the industry, like, the tea, a lot of these luxury houses don't got no money because my friend over at a certain luxury house was like, They done cut the coffee machine out of the building. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the girls don't have no coin, and like, there's just so much changing. I mean, we have these strikes, so I know that's impacted stylists. I feel like there's this new entrance of like high and low fast fashion like there's so much that's like shaking up the industry so like what do you think it's transitioning to if you think it's transitioning at all
3: Well um when coronavirus hit I actually left New York and came to LA and I left styling so I actually haven't been in that industry for 2 years um, um. So, but I do think there is a shift happening, like you said. Um, And I did see while I was exiting, I did see that the luxury houses are running out of money. Um, Mm. Yeah. I do think that there's more of a shift to like, I see so many like Instagram brands that are getting so popular Mm. and like girls starting their own little thing that so many people are supporting. And I like that because, to be honest, like, just because it's luxury doesn't mean it always is, like, it looks good. I feel like some of the stuff that these brands put I'm like, I know it's, I don't know. I don't want to throw any brands under the bus, but I really like it. Like, I find better, I find better dresses at like, Zara sometimes. I don't know. I just feel like people are more creative. I found so many, like, little indie brands on Instagram that I love that I want to support more than like the luxury brands. So I think that's where we're headed. Who knows? Maybe I'll make a little collection. I was
0: gonna. You should. And I always feel like, I don't know if this is your brand, but I always feel like you have a nice set, like a top and a bottom that go. (sighs) I love a two piece set.
3: (laughs) I don't know what it is. I just love to coordinate like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. My boyfriend's like, you need to switch it up. I'm like, something so so clean about how the top goes with the bottom. And then I do an accent shoe or accent purse. That's my style.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. Boyfriend. So (laughs) when is this new? Has this been happening? Because I feel like it's so hard to date when you're like running around and your life is crazy. So did this come after you
3: freed yourself well, my dating life in New York was crazy. That could be a whole separate book, TV show, movie, whatever you want to do. But once I moved to LA, yes, I did meet someone. And um it's been three years. Congratulations.
1: That's amazing. Okay, so the LA dating myths, ladies and gentlemen, we have a well, myth me, buster.
3: No. I don't know how I got so lucky. Like, my first month out here, I met him.
0: See? Because you're illuminating positivity.
3: Yes. But I don't know. Like, I heard horrible things before I moved, and I was scared to date. But, yeah, I got really lucky.
1: Oh, (laughs) my gosh. This is like a – I mean, (laughs) I pray that it it can be more common, but – The the girls kind of drag I mean both cities But particularly They say LA's like So hard Do you think that You being in this mindset Of just kind of like Shedding things That you didn't need Like opened up The space for you to Go into A relationship
3: Yes I did so much reflection um, When we were in lockdown I lived alone in Harlem And um, Just like I just mentally went back to that space. It was like a really dark time for me, Mm. Um, but I did a lot of self-reflection and that's when I made the decision to like leave the industry and move to LA. Um, And I think that once I moved out here, I was on a completely different, I had a completely different mindset. And then being out here, it's like, wow, I'm going hiking. I'm like at the beach, taking a dip in the ocean. I'm eating clean, going to the farmer's market, like the sun is shining, LA is so beautiful. I had only been here twice to visit before I moved. And it's just like the colors are so vivid and the palm trees and like, you know, the winters in New York are brutal and that doesn't exist here. It's just like my whole mental state just elevated immediately. And I do think that opened up my heart if you want to be so cliche and it opened up my heart to like be ready for a relationship and love
0: yeah I think if you are an environment person that totally makes sense I also wonder because because the writing and the storytelling is so well done had you taken like some sort of storytelling I don't know screenwriting course
3: no, it's funny you ask that because also in this childhood box that I recently found, like I have journals, just writing stories, short stories. Mm-hmm. I've always been a storyteller. I've always been a drama queen. Um, My mom used to always tell me that like writing was my strength because she will find my journals where I'm like writing about getting my heart broken at 15. And she's just like, Candace, you're a writer. And, you know, I'm just like, well, why are you reading my journals? But like, My mom has always supported this creative side of me and i've always had dreams of like i used to want to be an actress but i actually never thought i would go into what i'm doing now i thought i would be like behind the scenes doing wardrobe because you know my childhood dream of being an actress once i first tried like acting in front of the camera i was so nervous i was like i could never do this and that was in college and um Fast forward, I was just like, my story is so, like, crazy. I just want to find a way to tell it. Let me just do these skits where I'm not speaking in front of the camera. um, And I'm just, like, doing silent acting. And I came up with my web series.
1: That's so cool. You're just, like, a natural storyteller. And you do that through fashion as well because like your looks tell a story
3: do i really have always been into expressing myself visually that's why i chop my hair off i'm trying to give you 90s actress vixen like it's always been about the visuals for me
1: yeah absolutely so what is on the horizon for you now i imagine you might still want to stay in this story telling space, but is it through different mediums? Like, how are you feeling about your transitioning?
3: Horizon? I have been getting a lot of offers for so many different things. Like I've gotten a few reality TV offers. Um, I've gotten offers for like getting my show picked up, which is actually my dream. Yeah, and the it's incredible. People, thank you. The people who have shown me support is like mind blowing. Like I was just with Tracy Ellis Ross last month. Um, and I got that invitation just like through my social media. Um, and she was everything you expect her to be. Um, um Prime Video reached out to me and had me interview the cast of Harlem. So I got to meet Megan Good. And I've seen her a few times since then. We follow each other. and She's always like, hey, girl. When I see her, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm friends with Megan Good. But, like, um, and even Issa Rae offered me to come speak on one of her panels last December. So I'm just like, it's only a matter of time before this gets picked up and developed into like something big. But as you know, we're on a writer strike right now. Mm -hmm. So things are a little difficult, but I'm thinking outside the box of how to still tell my story and in a longer format, maybe because right now the episodes are three minutes or less, but I've been thinking creatively about how to make it 20 minutes and Mm -hmm. put that on YouTube. And there's a lot that goes into that, but That's what's
0: on the horizon for me. I love that. And it's so, it's it's funny that you mentioned Issa Rae because that's, when I watch it, I think about like how she had Awkward Black Girl. And I used to watch that on YouTube. And then all of a sudden it's on HBO. And I was like, oh my gosh. And how inspiring that you don't necessarily need the backing of some like big company to tell your story. And eventually people will take note and give it that sort of platform. Also, quick plug, if you ever need an actress, let me know. I would love to be a part of it. I'm obsessed with the story. Oh my God,
3: I would love to have you.
0: I feel like it's so amazing. What'd you say? Are you in LA? I'm in LA.
3: We also need to do a hike. Let's do it. Let's see all of it. Look at this, black girls texting, bringing everybody
1: together.
0: Yes, I would love that. Whoops like on. truly, listeners, if you have not seen it, you need to check it out. It's like story. It's like a real story. It's so well done.
3: Thank you. Um, but I also want to say, people don't know this about um, Awkward Black Girl and Issa Rae. But while she was still on YouTube with Awkward Black Girl, someone introduced her to Pharrell, and he actually helped her produce her web series.
0: Oh wow! Oh, wow.
3: If you if you watch it back, it'll say. I think season two is when uh, yeah. he stuck he came in. Yeah, you knew that Glenn?
2: Yeah, I think it's like I Am Other or something like that.
3: Yeah. Say that on so, there. Yeah, and so the person who introduced Issa to Pharrell is actually the producer of the show um, Harlem which Prime Video invited me to their set oh. to in- <laughs> interview their cast. So I met the woman who Introduced Issa to Pharrell, and I was like, This is my moment. I walked up to her, I gave her my elevator pitch, I introduced myself, and she was like, All right, here's my email. Please shoot me an email, and we'll talk. I sent her the email, never heard from her to this day. I followed up, but you know, it's all about just like making those connections. I'm praying that one day something comes out of it, but it's really like one degree of separation. All I need is one yes. But in the meantime, I'm still going. I'm still on season three. I'm shooting episode three right now, currently. Like, that's what I was doing this morning. So I'm still cranking out the episodes, 10 episodes a season. And I'm just keep going.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's also all about timing. So you already have the network. It's just like the time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's definitely, it's coming.
1: Yeah. Thank you. It's like divine timing when it's all supposed to align and then you're like, oh, this happened because of that and then that happened and then that happened and then it all just like makes sense.
3: Exactly. I know.
1: Oh, well, we loved having you and I'm so, so glad that we were able to do this. Please tell everyone just so we can bang it over their heads one more time where they can find you, where they can watch the series. We'll, of course, have everything in the show notes, um, but just would love the listeners to know where to catch up with you.
3: Yes, on Instagram, it's my name is underscore Candace, K-A-N-D-A-C-E. If you don't spell it right, you won't find me. (laughs) Um, And on TikTok, it's Candace.Banks. YouTube coming soon. Okay, I was going to ask. Yeah, my YouTube is coming soon. It's taking me a while to get it up, but it's going to be up soon. And I'm on Twitter.
0: Okay, amazing. I, It, it definitely needs to be on YouTube. It does. It's I'm old. I always, I'm i like, how do I use this ticket <laughs> <laughs> And
1: just so easy binging. This. And mm-hmm. the yeah. shorts. High key, I hear the shorts are going crazy. The girlies are loving the shorts. On YouTube. Yeah. I know,
3: but... but shorts but tiktok has really like tiktok is where everybody has discovered me like i'm talking about i can't even go to the airport without getting recognized now like everywhere i go did you hear that girls i'm getting recognized everywhere i go nowadays and it's all from tiktok like millions of views off tiktok
1: that's incredible Mm -hmm. we were just having a a little debate not debate but we were just talking about like all the platforms and i was like
0: girl we no. agreed we know tiktok has the most discoverability look how she lying to y'all listeners i'm Don't not listen lying i'm
1: just saying you know <laughs> tiktok brand. whatever anyways not to bring you into our drama well thank okay. you so so much um thank you no we're Ugh, i'm like gonna go and binge i was gonna wait until you put it all out and then i could just like watch it all together but i i can't resist i'm just gonna i'm just gonna have to dive in <laughs>
3: Yeah, and it, watch on TikTok, not Instagram. Okay. Watch it on less. TikTok,
0: not Instagram. It's TikTok juicy. It has a
3: playlist feature, and you can just easily watch all the episodes.
0: Okay, okay. See, that's what I need. Because I was going back, I was trying to do it in order. Okay. Yeah, TikTok. no,
3: there's a playlist at the top of my page. Okay. Oh, perfect. I love that. Me too.
0: <laughs> I'm excited.
3: Thank you all. You all are so sweet. I'm so happy to have spoken with you today.
0: Yes, you too. And I will be DMing you for our hike. <laughs> yes, I would love that. What would you do? There's no what would you do this week. So send them in to hello at blackgirlstexting.com or you can DM us at blackgirlstexting. Um But listeners, thank you as always for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Again, we are Black Girls Texting. Um, lots of updates coming soon down the pipeline. We will keep you guys abreast as we can. Um, but thank you again. We love you so much. Bye. Bye. Okay, guys. Okay, I bye. to go.
1: Bye. Lovely.